Snipers, you have to see what's happening to the Bitcoin price this Tuesday as we saw a 9% candle to the downside breaking from the 200 day moving average at 46,000 US dollars all the way down to the 100 day moving average sitting just at that $40,000 level. And exactly as we talked about, because the volume here was already exhausted, we sliced right through to the next support level. And now we are heading towards our $38,000 target. But what we want to look at at this point, because we are seeing the volume come in, is how are the micro timeframes reacting to this? Because that's going to give us an indication about how much sideways price action we're going to be seeing with Bitcoin. And notice here on the six hour chart, we saw a major spike in sell pressure here at the support of this market structure, which was pretty much the channel that Bitcoin followed when it first came below 50,000 and just started bouncing in the mid 40,000s. We came into this level and we did see a good amount of buy volume come in. And so all of the sell pressure since then has been less than the amount of buy volume. And the six hour chart is something that I talk about a lot because institutions like to hide their volume into time frames that are less popular with traders. And so the six hour chart is one of those. The four hour chart is a lot more popular with traders, so you won't necessarily see institutions put their volume on this chart as much. But we did get a lot of buy pressure here, even on the four hour chart at this structural support. So I want to address the bulls and the bears today, of course, and the likelihood of the sideways price action, the likelihood of a potential push back up above forty four thousand eight hundred. Uh, but then, of course, we'll address the downside scenarios as always. But we did get this wick already that cleared all of the volume down to forty thousand. So that's puzzle piece number one right there. If we come back to 40,000 at any point, that's going to be a huge concern because now we have that potential of definitely coming to 36,500. And so for the downside, we want to monitor that. But we also want to go into the three hour chart, see what else we can get in terms of hints. And if we look at this wick, I mean, that's definitely a puzzle piece that we have to keep in mind here that when they did breach 41,950, they didn't let price action get to that level before seeing a lot of volume. And so, um, you know, they, they just really just market sold into that level. Um, and, and that's an interesting way that maybe some whales can manipulate the market, um, knowing that this is a major level. They just want to quickly come in there and breach it so that it kind of, um, you know, keeps traders on their toes. Um, but now we're going to get into some very, very important charts when it comes to micro analysis, the one hour chart. There's no volume in terms of buyers against sellers. So in the micro time frames, things are bearish, which means that the likelihood of this bear market already have uh, begun in May when Bitcoin topped out at 64,000 could be uh, the case right now where Bitcoin failed to form a new high. Uh, and so we're still in a bear market, which isn't a bad thing, even for the bulls realize that when um, you know, when we come to form a lower high and if we're in, still in a bear market, that means we're closer to the end than the start. And so, um, you know, uh, the fact that these micro time frames are bearish uh, it tells us how the environment is on the playing field. Right. So those larger time frames are talking about institutional volume. And then now we're coming into the more retail side with these smaller time frames. Um, and, and so that means retail is is selling right now, it seems like um, maybe, um, you know, the hodlers are, are still hodling. But uh, we go into the 15 minute chart 
no volume here. Uh, we initially got volume here at this market structural support um, where we've been watching here at around that $43,000 level. So that is a puzzle piece. But then that massive push down below 41,950 came. Notice how this volume on the 15 minute chart came as soon as we hit 41,950. The most volume that we've seen since Bitcoin started to trend down below 44,800 happened at the exact price level that we've had on our sniper's chart for over a year now. So um, that's why our red lines are extremely important on this channel. Um, I, I pick these levels out based on um, where I've seen a lot of accumulation on the volume profile, the VPVR, and also looking at major weekly and monthly candle highs and lows when we've seen a lot of volume come into the market. And that's where these major levels come in. Um, so 41,950 is the major support right now that we want to monitor. We don't want to get below 41,950 if we want to assume any further sideways price action. We get below 41,950, the likelihood of this trending down below 40,000 becomes highly likely. So let's keep that in mind when it comes to these smaller time frames. Um, but this right here is a lot of volume that's institutional manipulation once again. Um, and it's more clear here on the 15 minute chart. Um, they just wanted to clear this level out to, to keep traders on their toes. Uh, and so we go into the three minute chart. This is actually pretty significant because if we, we really look at the volume here and how it came in, um, notice how a lot of buy pressure came in here below 41,950. Uh, the, the buyers really started to amp themselves up because prior to that, before we got to that level, the last time we saw buyers like that was at the market structural support here right around that $43,000 level. So it looks like there is a portion of retail buying up these dips. Uh, and so maybe institutions don't want to just drive price down. Maybe they'll let these large, you know, uh, buyer volume um, from retail come in to, to kind of keep the price afloat and more sideways. And that's why I always say the path of least resistance when there's light volume is always sideways to a little bit higher. But the fact of the matter is if the institutions are willing to just drop the price down at 41,950 just to keep traders on their toes, does that tell you that they do have some lower price targets in mind? I think that that could be a psychological um, thing that we could maybe assume here. Uh, once again, nothing is guaranteed. And, and so the fact that they're willing to play and sell at these levels uh, you know, and so basically when they when they came in, they sold all the way down to 40,000. You know, does that mean that they expect Bitcoin to come below 40,000 at some point? I think that's on the table, but it seems like retail is trying to keep the price uh, more stable. And, and therefore, uh, if we do see garden variety market behavior, expect 44,800 at some point to come in as a resistance. If we see strength above 41,950. But if we start to come and see weakness at 41,950, I think 36,000 is going to be the place that we'll see maybe institutional buyers come in where they want to actually keep the price up above 36,500 for a longer period of time. And even though we may at some point or another, and this could be November or December, come down even lower than 36,500, we could be buying ourselves time at 36,500. And that's why the institutions, instead of selling, will maybe buy at these levels so that price can at least drive itself back up to 47,000, buying more time for the market to accumulate at these levels. And then what they'll do is they'll start the final move to the downside in which if we've been, um, if you've been monitoring and following our channel, I've always said that there's this very macro support level that I expect institutions 
want to accumulate at this level. It's above the previous all-time high at 20,000. I think at some point, um, if, if we do start to see this play out in the more macro term, this $26,000 can come on the table. Maybe you know what they'll do is drive price to 47,000, drive sideways price action before a quick push down so that they can get their final positions in before driving the price to the over $100,000 level. So, you know, that's just a random thought and inside of my head is quite a dangerous place when looking at charts. I've just been looking at these for so long. So uh, take everything with a grain of salt, but um, that's what I would expect on how this micro movement could really affect, you know, in the long term. Uh, but we, we can't sit here and just say that everything is bullish now. Um, when Bitcoin failed to form a new high on this push up, we came from 64,000 down to the, you know, uh, $30,000 level. We did come below that at some point with a couple wicks, but it, it mainly accumulated uh, between 34,788, 36,000. And then we got the push up and this was the bull's chance to try to drive price above 49,700. They barely got above it. And now we're starting to see the sell pressure come back. That's a lower high. And then we look at what's happening to the other charts here. You know, uh, and by the way, to end this, because that was a pretty important move that I'm showing you. Um, at this point, if we continue to see the sell side pressure, that's where these lower levels come in. On the upside, if we get above 47,000, that's all I'd like to see in order to uh, invalidate this and assume that there could still be that potential that this drives price to the upside, right? So, that, so that's a bullish and bearish side, uh, 47,000. Um, but at this point with Bitcoin's price, you know, currently sitting at 42,785, uh, now that's a little bit of a, a longer road um, and, and there are now more roadblocks ahead for Bitcoin to get there like 44,800, 46,000 where the 200 day moving average sits and now the monthly open at 47,000. Um, so so 47,000 is really where you'd want to go and get a confirmation. So that's the confirmation for the upside at this point, 47,000. Um, and, and really we're playing in the range now to 38,000. I can't deny that. We already breached this. We punctured it. And that means that we're in the range. And so 38,000 is on the table. 49,700 is not on the table anymore. Uh, we need to see 47,000 at this point to even assume that we can get back to that $50,000 level. So that's what I'm monitoring for Bitcoin. Of course, a lot of this is going to affect the altcoin markets. Altcoins are not just going to do extremely well if Bitcoin's not doing well. And so Ethereum also did push down below the $3,000 accumulation range that we were talking about. And that is a major puzzle piece here. So the fact of the matter is this is a larger range than Bitcoin, and this can take Ethereum down to 1980. And so with Bitcoin seeing any price action below 40,000, this becomes extremely likely. And that means Ethereum is not going to perform as well as Bitcoin. It's going to see more downside than Bitcoin, um, not only because as a smaller market cap, because it's an altcoin. And in the past, it's never acted as a hedge in a bear market. And the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart also failed to form new highs on this run up. May was the high there. And since then, Bitcoin has been dominant. And so this Pushing below 65,000 Satoshis is a very, very big concern. That's what I'm monitoring for Ethereum at this point. Until then, they can just kind of drive price up and down, making Ethereum feel like, it, you know, maybe it won't see as much downside as Bitcoin. But if Ethereum to Bitcoin starts to hit that 65,000 Satoshi level, that's a big deal because that's more of a confirmation now that Ethereum is actually going to see weakness maybe for three, four, five, six months now. And so 
Uh, the total cryptocurrency market cap chart, major puzzle piece on the macro that we formed a lower high, couldn't breach the May highs. That means that investors took profits before even getting to test the previous high. Uh, and that is a macro piece because that could be a lower high that takes us back even below the lows that we saw earlier in the year. So um, we want to monitor that. And the interesting thing about this is, is correlating with the altcoins that are outside of Ethereum and Bitcoin's chart um, with their dominance also forming a lower high. And that's, uh, you know, also um, been a sort of confirmation about our Bitcoin dominance prediction that we're double bottoming here since we've yet to form any further lows since May. And now we saw the 19% push to the downside for Bitcoin, assuming a potential top and Bitcoin dominance is still yet to get below where it was before. So the DXY is also very correlated with Bitcoin dominance. So our assumption has been that since the DXY already double bottomed, got above the 20 moving average, Bitcoin dominance wants to do that next. And then Ethereum dominance still failing to form new highs, showing weakness there. Um, and I, I do want to cover more traditional markets. We talked a lot about the DXY yesterday, but um, gold still just kind of sitting at the weekly open. So commodities like oil and gold right now are pretty stable there's not much to you know look at there to get really good information uh, now japan is looking like it doesn't want to kind of see uh, a rocket ship to the upside um it's gonna just test its previous early eyes now it looks like it wants to see sideways price action based on what i'm looking at um and then china might follow that so traditional markets like the s p 500 on these markets um Wow, look at that. So I did not look at the S&P 500. It already came down and tested the 100-day moving average. So, you know, this right here is not the puzzle piece we want to see here for the S&P 500 in order to assume a healthy environment for the cryptocurrency market to see further upside and capital flow into it. When the S&P 500 is not doing well, we saw what happened in March where everything started to come down. And so this is a big puzzle piece. We really want to start seeing some buyers here we're going to really monitor the s p 500 for the next week i guess because this is a new puzzle piece i'm not as fond of looking at the you know s p 500 e-mini futures contract on a daily basis so i'm um, seeing this daily candle yesterday that's shocking we came to the 100 day moving average um if we start to come to this 200 day moving average that's a very big deal because we've not tested that since the start of this year so um the 100 day moving average we've already tested twice right before 2021 uh, but since uh the start of this year we've never come down here this is the first time so this is a big puzzle piece s p 500 now testing the 100 day moving average that's um you know showing weakness in traditional markets maybe international markets may follow and so very interesting day today um i hope you guys enjoyed today's analysis uh, i'm definitely enjoying this view here in greece i uh wish all of you guys have the opportunity to come to a place like this. What a beautiful, beautiful view. And, uh, and, and yeah, guys. So with that, thank you all for tuning into the Snipers channel today. Until next time, Snipers.